Hi, I'm Paul. And this is Justin. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Justin, um, I've been out of the office for a week, or out of the office. We've been out of the office for four weeks. (laughs) I've been off of work for a week. I feel a little rusty here today, man. Dude, I feel you. Yeah, it's been weird not seeing everyone in the office, and it's been weird not... (laughs) Paul just had a second kid, so... It's been oh. it's been wild not having him around. <laughs> hey, mom and baby are doing great. Uh, I am doing great. I am glad to be getting back to doing some diesel performance podcast stuff, though. I'll tell you that, man. This is uh, a welcomed bit of work that we're doing here tonight. We know we are getting this episode out late this evening. We apologize for that. Uh, we actually... We have a ton of interviews. We have a ton of listener ride review interviews already done. We're continuing to do those. We got a really cool one on today. But before we dive into it, I wanted to just reiterate the six liter number one fan. Uh, so who is we are running a contest on our Facebook page. We are looking for the <laughs> the world's biggest six liter performance fan. So if you got a power stroke 03 to 07 and you fucking love it, uh, we want to give you a turbo. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. We know it's not you, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I don't think I qualify for this one. Uh, There's a few stipulations on the contest. You got to own a six liter, right? It's got to run and drive or be very near. Like, you know, if you're mid build, we might talk to you about it. Uh, It's got to be something that you use regularly. We don't want to give away a brand new six liter Stealth 67 G2 Turbo to some trailer queen or somebody who drives their truck once a year. I want to give it to somebody who really uses it. An everyday diesel guy. Uh, you, you know, I think that's really important part of this contest. So you jump on our Facebook page or you jump on our Facebook group, fans of diesel performance podcast. Uh, and, and that's it, man. You, you click on the link, you fill out the form and you, you write us, give us four sentences, give us 20 sentences, give us something telling us why you deserve this turbo, telling us why you deserve to win Tell us why you're the biggest six liter diesel performance fan out there. Uh, and you could score yourself a brand new turbo for your truck. I think it's a really cool contest. That's awesome. Yeah. So essentially it's you just proving Paul wrong. Is that what it sounds like? Why the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will, I will not be weighing in on the, on the winner. Uh, we will be pulling a winner on May 1st of 2020. This episode that we're recording here live is going live today on April 24th of 2020. So if you're hearing it, jump on. You still got time. Get an entry form in. Uh, win yourself a turbo, man. This is a really exciting time. And speaking of turbos, that's the other huge thing going on at Duramax Tuner right now. We have a massive sale on all stealth turbos. So if you're listening to this, you're like, hey, I'm a Duramax guy. I'm a Cummins guy who gives a shit about a power stroke. I feel you. Um, <laughs> that's that's cool, too. We got 15% off on all of the self turbos that for some of these guys, you're saving hundreds of dollars uh, by, you, you know, doing something that's also going to help stimulate a small business, keep people employed, keep your truck happy, keep yourself happy and score yourself a brand new turbo. So yeah, all stealth turbos, 15% off. If you got a third gen Cummins and you're thinking about that 67 turbo, uh, we actually got that one up for 25% off. So jump on and get it now. Uh, this, this sale will end when we run out of supplies. And I'll tell you right now, guys, as of today, we are getting short on supplies. So get your ass over to DuramaxTuner.com. Get a turbo ordered. Uh, don't put it off. Anymore. We we most likely are going to run out of inventory and have to shut the sale down very shortly. So, yeah, want to make sure our listeners get in there and, and get those savings while they can. 
another place that I think guys should get in and get it while they can is taking a look at a 14 millimeter CP3. That's a massive CP3, Justin. Yeah, holy crap. <laughs> So Exergy, you remember back in the day, we used to we used to tell guys, hey, if you got a 10 mil, that's probably the yeah. edge of streetability. If you got a 12 mil pump, it's probably not something that you want to be driving around on the road with because it's just such a big slide on the regulator. Um, they were tough, man. They were tough to make streetable. Now, 12 mils, dual 12 mils are no big deal. We have street trucks running 12 mils all day long. In fact, Exergy has released a street 14 millimeter pump and a competition 14 millimeter pump. Uh they're fucking awesome. They're capable of massive amounts of power. Uh, and they bolt in just like a factory CP3 would. So it's really kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, it makes sense. You and I got a chance to go up there. And, I mean, that place is professional to a T. They they comb over everything. They do everything. I've never seen anything like it before. It was It was amazing. Absolutely correct, man. Yeah. Uh, when we talk about being the best at something, we we hold that to a very high standard. You know, we're, we're not just full of a bunch of fluff where we're like, ah, our boss told us to like these guys. No, uh, Justin and I know the guys over at Exergy personally and professionally. We've seen their operation. We've seen the time and care. Uh, we've seen the technology, uh, some some really cutting edge technology involved in the parts that they develop. And, and what something I didn't know is that at their core, Exergy Performance is an engineering team. That, that's really what they are, is they're, they're a bunch of actual engineers. That's something that we miss in this industry. So often we're DIY guys or we're diesel guys or we're, we're truck guys, and, and we have to learn engineering to make our shit work. They kind of did it the opposite way. They all are engineers who figured out how to make diesel performance work better. Uh, and I just love that. To me, that, that just says everything about the products. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of products, guys, you know, our other sponsor here on the show is WC fab and they come together every single time we need them to, uh, we use their traction bars. We use their powder coating. We use their turbo kits. We use their coolant tanks. We, we use their intercooler pipes. They, they fab parts for us. Uh, we work with them again because they are at the top of their game. Uh, when we think about a group of guys in fabrication who are going to do the best possible job out there. We know there's only one answer, and that's WC Fab every single time. For sure, they definitely they are top of the game as well, man. We've been there, like we like we said, and it's just the Whirly Brothers, the Whirly Clan gang. I mean, there's I don't even know how many there are. <laughs> I don't have enough fingers, well, I have enough fingers, but you know they they're just in there doing great stuff. Absolutely. You know, last year, uh, Justin, you, Chris, and I got a chance to go down to their facility, walk around and interview them. And I think in one day we interviewed four Whirly Brothers and talked about four totally separate facets of the industry. Uh, everything from running a CNC machine and a lathe over to doing real fabrication, over to doing powder coating, over to just working on trucks and wrenching in a shop. It, it was a really overwhelming and amazing experience. Listeners, if you have a chance, go back and listen to that episode. I think it'll really kind of kick you in the ass if you're thinking about one of their parts. Uh, just just to hear from them firsthand uh, about what they bring to the table. And hey, speaking of firsthand experience, Justin, that's one of the reasons that I love our new segment, our listener ride reviews. Can you tell our, our maybe new listeners a little bit about what this segment is and, and why we give a shit about it? Um, as we all know that like diesel, diesel, DIY diesel, all these guys are just essentially grassroots people. They start from learning on their own or with family or, you know, from friends. 
And essentially, that's what I get from the listener ride review as I edit these podcasts. This is just like truck guys talking about their truck. And I, all of us like hearing it. We love the stories about these trucks. I know you and I agree. I mean, when you brought this to the table, I thought it was a great idea. And I still do. I love the stories. And it's just, it just goes to show you the cohesiveness of this, this community. And you know what I love, Justin, is that this community has nothing to do with how far apart we are from each other, and it never has. Um, it's real easy, especially with today, with with COVID-19 and stay-at-home orders, to really be thinking about how alone you are in something. But But what diesel performance has taught me is that this industry, this community, has always had distance between it, and that's never been a problem. Um, guys learn on the internet since the dawn of the internet and diesel performance guys guys learn on youtube guys learn on facebook guys learn on forums and doing it forever and that's something that every single listener ride review episode will reveal and i think nobody could make that point more clear than who we have today i got jack anderson from the top of the world literally uh let's kick it over to me talking to jack and we'll learn a little bit more about why i was so pumped about doing this interview All right, guys, it's now time for my favorite part of the show. This is where we have you, the listener, on the show to be a part uh, of what we're making here, to be a part of Diesel Performance Podcast. And today we have a really special guest from way the fuck up north. Uh, I think we are officially interviewing somebody who is the furthest away from us that we've ever had, uh, Jack Anderson. Jack, how the hell are you? I'm hella good, man. How about you, Paul? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I am staying warm, hugging a space heater, sitting in my garage in a nice, crisp 40-degree weather. Uh, how about you? <laughs> I am sitting up north, uh, just taking a quick break from work. It's it's a balmy six above. Sunny and six Ooh. above, so pretty good weather for what we've had lately. Uh, this winter's been brutal up here. Really? Now, give our listeners some, some clues in how far north are you? Uh, so North Slope, Alaska, Prudhoe Bay area is basically the end of the landmass that you can drive to on the North American continent. Um, another mile from here is the ocean and you could drive out on the ice for a couple miles, but that's about it. So top of the world, man. <laughs> and still talking about diesel performance. This is something I think we forget about in the Midwest. We tend to have this arrogance around here that we are the epicenter of diesel performance. Like if you're not in the corn belt, you probably don't know what you're up to. But we find all the time guys, not only all over the country, all over the world that are really into these trucks. Now, you got a pretty huge list of modifications that we're going to be talking about today. And I think this is the perfect truck for us to dive into Give us a rundown, man. What are you driving? What's the truck we're discussing today? All right. So, hey, man, uh, I called you out on the, the uh, Facebook page, which was a lot of fun. So 2003 <laughs> Ford F-350 six liter um, crew cab with the long bed. That's the only thing to have. Short beds are, you can't put a piece of plywood in it. So why, why have it? Um, <laughs> so I've had the truck, <laughs> had the truck a while. And a lot of the upgrades have been from, you know, if a part fails, why put the exact same part back on it. So a lot of the things I've done have been in response to either a known soft spot, you know, cause these trucks are not new. People have had a lot of time hands on. So it's, it's pretty easy to pick up the right parts, but then there's also a lot of time to research and decide which one's the best for you. So with the six liter, it's got head studs, of course. Um, 
I've had a chance to do new up pipes. Uh, I'm in the middle of rebuilding and of building it up now, so it's actually going to have 17530 injectors. It's uh, got a 63.5 turbo from Titan that I put together as a DIY on an 03 back end. So it's going to have the bigger veins, the bigger um, and the bigger turbine wheel on it. Uh, and I just got done doing a lot of kind of cleanup work to it, repainting a bunch of stuff. I was supposed to have it powder coated, but that kind of fell through with the whole covid thing um so that was a real bummer but new ficum with uh with a tune on it uh running the sct uh i've got an x3 man the 3015 the old school thing i've had that for six and a half seven years now um i'm gonna get some new tunes from innovative on it and we're gonna run those stock fuel system right now with the 175s i did add some return lines of my own making uh, to run back to the fuel filter up top but uh, that's about it. Had the lift on it when I bought it. Had the four-inch exhaust on it when I bought it, so I've left that alone. And uh, it's been my daily driver for seven years now. Been a good truck. Jesus, six-inch lift, thirty-seven-inch tires. I guess you're up in like actual rough country um, to where where those might be necessary. I know usually around here we kind of poke at the guys who who drive on thirty-sevens. I love them. I love the but but they're usually wildly impractical. How about you? Is this a truck that like gets out into the field? Are you off of paved roads on a regular basis? Oh yeah. I, I don't even live on a paved road, but that's just by choice. Uh, <laughs> Alaska roads are unique, you know, driving. I've had my time on the highways down South and uh, you, know, you guys got expansion joints and miscellaneous problems, but Alaska roads are unique. They, uh, they can fall apart, especially right now down where I live is springtime. Uh, we had a hell of a winter, a lot of rain leading up to a quick freeze, solid freeze, a ton of snow, and now it's all melting out and there's the roads just fall apart. They, they literally, you can be driving along and then drop a wheel down and bury your axle um, in the silt holes uh, if you're off-road, you know, just traveling down what would be normally a graded maintained state road is, is sometimes kind of a challenge. So it's fun to get out. Truck gets used like that. Tubs get locked in, pull it up into four wheel drive and we go down, go, go explore and go take a day and, and chill out, <laughs> go to the beach. We have beach. Um, it's not the white sand beach, but it's still a beach. Um, <laughs> drive down those for a couple miles and see what you find. So yeah, it, it gets used. Um, it's a little rusty underneath salt in alaska is kind of a pain in the butt and then they started with the brine on the road that i think everybody can relate to um but yeah it definitely gets used if i uh, and i like having a big heavy truck during the winter time on the roads um truck with the most lug nuts generally wins if you get in a problem so <laughs> i like that that's a good rule of thumb um uh, yeah. how long have you had this truck so I bought it in uh, 2013, and it, it needed some help. The guy had bought it from an auction. He didn't know what to do with it. Was scared, got scared of the six-liter hype, and uh, I was really looking for a diesel at the time. I was looking for a crew cab, and I knew the Ford crew cabs were the biggest and kind of the cushiest at the time. Um, so I picked it up for pretty cheap and started working on it. I wasn't scared of it because I've, I've always worked on all my own stuff. So turning a wrench is, is not new. Just had to learn which to, which branch to turn on these and the best way to turn it is all. Sure. Okay. I mean, that that's a good point. Six liters. Everybody knows I've poked at them quite a bit uh, because God knows they need a lot of help from the factory. But uh, if you have a strong background in it, guys have proven that these can be strong performers. You mentioned you've been working on your stuff for a long time. How'd you get pulled into diesel performance? 
Uh, well, like I said, it wasn't uh, it wasn't intentional, which is kind of odd. Uh, different than a lot of guys that that kind of got sucked in because their friend had a, a diesel truck that they'd maybe ridden around in. Um, you know, I'd had some influence to that. We've the diesel perf- uh, performance environment in Alaska started coming along, but um, really I was just looking for this crew cabin and this thing popped up. The price was right. It was a coworker of mine um, up here on a project and he wanted it out of it. So the price was right. Um, and I was like, well, I'll, I'll see what this, this diesel bit's all about. And then funny thing, took my wife for a test drive. And this bone stock truck that had no tuning, had no nothing done to it and <laughs> took my wife for a ride heard that turbo whistle she turned on the heated seats and it was sold and that's, <laughs> that's how it started <laughs> heard that turbo whistle and turned on the heated seats man that's a great start to a story <laughs> oh yeah you got to sell the wife on it man i dig it okay so you've had it since 13 you've done this huge list of mods uh, you, you clearly have a lot of experience. I love hearing things like built your own fuel system return lines. That's a small project, but it, it's a big deal, especially in these trucks, right? Right. So, right. What What do you think made the biggest impact to your truck? What was like, man? I did this mod, and it was a night and day difference. So, up before I started putting the new injectors and the bigger turbo on, I think the best thing that I did uh, to make the truck run the best, what I noticed the most was putting that Atlas 40 tune on, on the Fickham that, that really woke the truck up compared to what it was running, uh, before that. Uh, I know that sounds pretty simple, but I was really surprised at the overall. So you, you gained, everybody talks about it, but the pedal feel was better. The response off the line was, was better than what it was doing with just a can tune at that time. And then, you know, I saw a mileage increase. I, I was driving the truck at that time, 450 miles one way around, uh, to work over in Valdez, Alaska. And so I had to rely on it. I had to get the best mileage I could out of it. And, and I was pretty surprised that it actually made that big of a difference. What kind of mileage does this truck got? Uh, best hand calc that I've got, because I don't rely on the Lyle meter. Everybody knows that that thing's way off. Um, is about 16 on the highway. 16, 17 on the highway is the best it's ever got. Holy shit. 16 no. mi- miles to the gallon on 37s. That's not bad. I'd be bragging about that. I'd have no, that in my back bad. windshield. I, well that's driving through and alaska's not flat man so it's a lot of mountain passes there's at least two to go through when i was driving that 450 that's where i got it 450 miles straight one way all highway driving so i mean that's that's where it's at that's that's not a mixed drive that's a you're filling up at least at least once to make that drive jesus that's a hell of a commute better you than me that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah it beat that truck up, man. That road was rough. I lost ball joints. I lost up pipes. I lost shocks. It was it was a pain oh in the butt. Oh, my goodness. Is there a spot throughout this build, throughout all these repairs and, and all these upgrades, is there a spot where you're like, man, I spent the money here and I shouldn't have? Is there anything that you look back and you're like, that mod probably didn't need it? Um, as far as spending money on it, n- no. I haven't. I try not to spend my money frivolously on things that aren't just going to work. But I did try something out. It was absolutely pointless. But at the time, you read about it, and you're like, "Oh, well, kind of makes sense." So I did the Zudad mod. I think everybody knows what's what that. So the Zudad mod. Years ago, they said, "Hey, you could get a little bit better airflow coming into your air filter if you cut out this part of the fiberglass header panel." <laughs> so I tried. It. Yes. No, it probably <laughs> did do a damn thing. Got sucked into that one. <laughs> 
that's common though. You know what I mean? Like as we go through these builds, there's always this kind of push and pull and give and take about like, should I try it? Should I spend my money on it? Should I put my effort into it? And is it going to pay off? You know, what, what, what are the facts behind it? Uh, And so often I know like Facebook forums and the old internet forums, they were filled with these kind of, I love that name, the Zudad mods of like, ah, cut this piece out. You don't really need it or drill a hole here. It'll help and little things like that. And I think you're right. I think at the end of the day, a lot of the guys who have tested and proven these things maybe don't back them nearly as much anymore. Uh, where do you go to learn about diesel performance? Where do you go to figure this stuff out? So when I first got the truck back then, it was on the forums. It wasn't a lot of Facebook stuff back then. Um, so, you know, it sure. was Power Truck Army, um, FordTrucks.com, you know, um, now it's Power Truck Hub, ton of good information on there. Um, and just Googling through a lot of stuff. Now I'm on a ton of 6.0 pages and just uh, I've got a, a pretty rounded group of people that are involved in different niche parts of it so i can i have the opportunity to ask a lot of questions and they have they generally have the an answer for me and then i get a lot of guys that message me and ask me questions and it forces me to learn so that's been that's been the biggest part of a lot of the internet internet work and it just takes a lot of searching I think I think you said two things there that really jump out off the page to me. Number one, Power Stroke Hub. Uh, listeners, you know I've talked about this. That is my reference. Anytime we do an, an educational or research-based episode, I am on Diesel Hub, Power Stroke Hub, Duramax Hub, Cummins Hub. They're all the same group. Um, they're <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, fact-checked, yeah. real data. I think that you'd be hard pressed to find a better resource for your power stroke than that place. And then number two is, is the community Alaskan diesel performance has been rapidly growing. Like Mike and Mike, Mike Hanzuk and Mike Agnastu have tagged me to come up to prowl for power. I don't know how many times guys fuck the cold weather. I'm not, I don't care <laughs> if it's summertime. Um, it's, it's warmer here, but no, but for real, I, I really want to do it. But but your your area, just the general greater Alaska diesel environment has been exploding. Um, what's that been like? Have you been a part of that? Yeah, I've been trying to get more involved. That was some of the impetus between, you know, do I go stock injectors? I had a couple to finally go out after 260,000 miles. Um, as far as I know, they're stock injectors looking at reports and stuff. I couldn't tell that they've been replaced. So I'm like, well, do I want to just go a little over stock or go with more of a solid medium? I would just call it a, a mid-range build. I mean, we know what 175, 30s in a, in a stage one turbo are going to make. It's, it's not super impressive. It's not going to win a dyno event. But I want it to be super solid, super reliable, and do some little things to it to see if maybe I can get to that top edge without really pushing the truck to that top edge. Just get a little bit more than what, it, what maybe somebody else is going to get. Um, and there's a lot of guys in Alaska that are doing that. There's also a lot of sleepers. Like there's guys, it just doesn't get as promoted. I don't think as much. And that's why I was really hoping that Proffer Power is going to take off this year um, to get to see some of these. Now, of course, my work schedule changed with this COVID stuff. I'll mention that again. And I don't know if I'll be able to make it or not. Um, But it's still fun to see the pictures, see the videos um, and see what goes on there and see the new guys. You know, there's new guys that come to Alaska that, that don't know. And maybe they bring a truck with them or maybe they pick up a truck here and they realize that, oh, um, hey, this truck used to have this or had this or I can do this now. This is where people are going with this. I was talking to a guy just the other day up here. He picked up, he was working on somebody's truck and it it turns out to be an old alligator performance shop truck. 
I don't know how it made oh, it sure. to Alaska, but it's here. <laughs> um, you know, it was a, a compound set up on a Cummins. It was, it's an impressive truck. I, I haven't got to lay eyes on it, but those kind of things are around here. There's even some triples that I've heard of around here. Um, some guys doing some pretty impressive things with six liters, you know, uh, you know, making hand fabricating intake systems that are something that nobody else has done yet. Um, I hope to see those trucks up and running. So yeah, it's here and there's, you know, we've got guys here that are looking to move out of state just because it's a population thing, right? We've only got so many people here. So the competition is only going to be so much. He wants to go get more competition. So he shipped his truck out. Um, Calvin, he's, you know, he's in the running for DPC. We'll see if he makes it in there. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's definitely growing. It's, it's been fun to watch the last couple of years. Yeah, man, this is something um, you're getting tagged from guys in Alaska for us down here in the 48. It's kind of a novelty. You're like, oh, cool. Somebody from Alaska messaged us or somebody from Alaska tagged us. And then more and more, we're seeing that there's a whole community of guys up there. Uh, there's there's a whole industry being built around a lot of small businesses growing during this time. Uh, so it's great, man. We we definitely want to encourage Absolutely. people to go out and support your local businesses, support your local your, your local diesel shops. You know, these guys are still open. They're still wrenching on trucks. They're still doing things to to move the industry forward. Uh, so, yeah, man, that's really exciting. Now, who's helped you out with your build? Who who would you like to give a shout out to? Oh, I definitely got to give a shout out to uh, John Titus, Titan Turbo. Man, he and I have messaged a ton. Uh, he's He's got a six liter. He's not scared. And, uh, you know, his stuff has, has been awesome. Um, great resource. You know, it's been fun to kind of work with him and, uh, and, and get ideas about what's going to work the best for the truck, you know, from gearing to, you know, fueling to how I drive the truck, what the truck's going to get used to. He was a good resource. And then, uh, Mike, Mike Hansick at, uh, Arm Rip and Toys, uh, I've been getting some parts from him. He actually, these guys, uh, ordered my, my S and B from them. And they found out that it was going to cost me an arm and a leg to actually ship it directly to my house. So they had it shipped to their shop and then they made up some lame excuse to actually drive it down two hours down. <laughs> a day trip out of the shop. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yep. Yep. One of the guys got a new truck and they wanted to play with it on the highway. So that was their excuse. Hey, we're going to, we're going to bring this down. And, and one of these guys is going to test out a couple of things on this truck on the way down. So, I mean, two hour drive, 140 miles. <laughs> It's a good time. <laughs> That's dedication, man. That's dedication. I love that. It is. <laughs> those guys are awesome. I've been working with those. You know, and we talk a lot uh, back and forth. They bounce questions off of things. So it's been a lot of good times. Um, and then, of course, I, I probably should have said my wife first. But uh, she's she's been super supportive, actually. Um, she's been jabbing me in the ribs for the past couple of weeks to get this thing finished so she can go for a ride. <laughs> Don't worry. My wife doesn't listen to the show. I'm sure no one else's does either. Um, so we're good. We'll just tell her that, oh, that she was at the top of the list. <laughs> no, no, she'll listen. I guarantee it. She's probably already downloaded the podcast. <laughs> That's great. I love to hear that. Uh, all right. So what are the plans for the future? What are you going to do with this truck? Uh, I got to get this engine thing wrapped up. And I just, what's not on the list, I just picked up an O-Dog uh, SR3 intake for it. So now I actually have to take the turbo back off and uh, a couple of other things to to take because i have the stock o3 intake so it's got the hoop in the back i gotta take a bunch of crap off to get that thing out of the way and then this o dog's gonna slide right in there so that's that's actually something that wasn't on my build list so i just picked that up the other day um looking forward to getting home and putting that on i gotta get this buttoned up and then it's trying to move on down to the transmission and uh, just do some maintenance and some updates down there 
does I know I'm gonna make a little more power. Five R one tens are awesome, but you still need to take care of them. So I'm gonna yeah. do that, and then uh, I've got some. I got to do some some stuff to the outside. I got a new grill sitting in the garage waiting to go on. I've got a backup camera. I got. I mean, there's lots of little things, right? There's always trying to make the truck just that little bit nicer. And uh, some rust proofing, I think, is going to be in the future. I, I've I got my eye on a couple of products that are out there commercially that I'm going to try out to kind of make it look a little better, but also tame the rust. I like that. You know, it's the little things that kind of bring these builds together. Uh, I've seen guys slap parts on a truck, and it's cool to have, like, kind of a, a busted up outside looking and then it and then it runs like a rape tape i get that the whole sleeper thing um but man when you got to drive it every day and you got to look at it every day and you got to run it through the car wash and like you got to take care of it it's nice to have nice things you, you know it's okay like you you want it to look oh, yeah. Good. yeah if you can't stand back and stare at it for a while you're i don't think you're doing it right <laughs> what what final advice do you have for our listeners what do you think that other six liter fans really need to know um, man, I get asked a lot. I just, like I said, I get a lot of messages about, Hey, how do I go about doing this? I, I, there's diag sheets out there. I, I, I give them out freely. I've got the manuals. I've got these diag sheets and I'm like, you gotta just come with a, a, a documented approach to fixing these things. People unload the parts cannon on them and that gets expensive in a hurry and they get frustrated. I get it. Um, and it's kind of tough to have a broken truck. And the first thing somebody tells you is, well, you need a diag sheet and a monitor because you don't have those. <laughs> you just want to be able to buy a part and fix this thing. I want to go out there. I want to go down to the store. I want to buy the part and I want to fix this thing. Um, you know, it's not like throwing a distributor cap on a 350 and making it run nice. It's, it's unfortunately it's, it's more involved and it, and it only gets worse. Not worse. It only just gets more in depth as you get into the newer trucks you got to have computer systems to to properly figure out what's going on with these things and i think that's where people need to start is it doesn't cost a lot to get some of those things but it does take some patience and i think if you do that on the front end versus waiting until you're broke down it's probably going to make your life a lot less frustrating i mean breakdowns suck right we don't want to have them even with it doesn't matter what brand you're driving everything has its day or it's whether it's death wobble or trans issues or or uh you know a a pressure failure in a sensor or something like that i mean it sucks that a little electrical wire can ruin your day but (laughs) um that's just kind of the world we're in unless you want to drive a 12 valve god that's just good advice though just yeah 12 valves break too by the way yes right there with you Um. yeah they do they do they're just more mechanical and it's a little bit easier to see it's like oh that's leaking (laughs) no i i think that's such solid advice i think it's something that we we so commonly brush over is is spending that extra time to properly diagnose the truck before you start wrenching on it like spending that time to properly understand and figure out what exactly the root cause is not just look at the symptoms and like you said open up the parts cannon uh i like that that's a good way of of approaching any fix whether it's a power stroke cummins duramax or you know mom's old caprice um you know know what that problem is before you start throwing parts at it that's just good good solid advice Man, Jack, I've had such a blast talking with you today. I know there's a few more things that that we're going to be discussing as well. I, I just wanted to give a quick plug. I know you've already entered for the contest. Guys, don't forget, we are having a number one six-liter performance fan uh, contest right now. The winner, we are going to actually give away one of our brand new uh, Stealth, I'm sorry, six-liter Stealth 67 G2 Turbos. The name's a little long. Bear with us. Uh <laughs> Turbo's capable of <laughs> transducer, custom billet, uh, compressor wheel, 
everything's upgraded. It, it, it's it's a phenomenal turbo. Now, I have some six-blade compressor wheels that are going to be louder. Uh, and then for product launch, I'm going to be working with 11-blade wheels. going to be a little bit quieter than those six-blade wheels, but we'll absolutely get rid of any surge. Um, so with the six-blade wheels, we find, yeah, they're louder. They rip. They're a blast. Um, anytime we're towing at gross vehicle weight in elevation, that's where we're going to find how surge prone our turbo is right uh so what we found was that we could make that same power get that same spool up but go to an 11 wheel, get all of that surge out of it uh so for the contest we are doing the six blade i, I got one of them ready i already pulled it out of inventory we are ready all to right. give that away i know you specifically had a few questions about like what are some of your options if we were comparing that to say the titan turbo that you just picked up well yeah you guys are killing me because I just bought this turbo setup for my truck and I'd heard you guys talking about this stealth release for the 6.0 all last year. I talked to big Mike about it um, a couple of different times. I've talked to some other people about it. I'm like, when is this thing going to release? I'm just waiting on it. I'm curious. And then I came into the market for a turbo and I'm like, Oh man, I really wish I want to know. I just wanted to know what the difference was going to be. I've heard rumors, but I just wanted to know. And so I just bought this Titan turbo because I needed to get that part done. And then you guys released this thing. So I'm super <laughs> curious because, I mean, we know that, that the platform is, I'm not going to say it's the same, but there's, there's something, there's a starting point. And right. now you guys have started talking about, I heard Nick talk about it the other day, talk about the veins are a little bit different, uh, geometry or they got a little shape to them they flow a little differently maybe the unison ring is keyed a little differently or the uh you know the way that the veins slide in that or maybe that's shaped differently i, I don't know now i'm super curious because my biggest curiosity is if it's a, if it's if we can talk about how it could be a similar platform um with that you know using a vgt scenario will that be able to fit into another turbo that's i'm super curious about that i wouldn't I'm not going to expect that right up front, but now I'm super curious. I want to run the turbo I've got and <laughs> then compare it to the stealth. So yeah, I entered the win. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. And this, uh, I'm super curious now. You mentioned the six blade. I'm like, holy crap. I've got a 10 blade. I know what a 10 blade sounds like. Uh, couldn't imagine what a six blade is going to be. Yeah, it, it, it rips. The whistle is crazy on it. We actually have a product video with some really good sound clips in it coming out. Oh, probably Monday, I would hope, uh, but definitely next week. So keep an eye out on the Duramax Tuner Facebook and YouTube channels. Um, oh, yeah. To hit a couple of things here. One, the bigger veins are – so veins and unison ring pretty much determine all of your drivability and peak power. That That's just how a turbo right. works. Yes, we need that compressor wheel to also match to the right size so that it, it all works together, right? We can't just throw a huge turbine and a, a huge – uh, custom vein pack and all of that into a turbo with a stock compressor wheel. Yeah, we'll have some gains, but it's not what we're looking for. We're looking for a totally revamped turbo that's capable of more power, but still has that stock drivability to it. Right. So that's where we found that balance. Yeah. Um, the unison ring in the veins would not be able to be transferred into a stock turbo because we actually have to knock the, the stock dowel pins out of where the veins attach so if you've ever opened up the back of your turbo or pulled the whole assembly apart, oh, yeah. uh, you see the veins have a little hole in the middle of them, and then they they rest in that hole, and then the unison ring goes over all of the veins and moves all of them in unison, hence the term unison ring. Right. Um, right. So to run larger veins, they're not only taller, but they're longer. So to run those those bigger vein packs, we have to knock out all of those dowels 
and put all new dowels into the the exhaust housing and then we can right then on. we can put our our veins on it and then because we're running larger veins you need a custom unison ring so that unison ring has to go in there as well uh and then the whole thing can kind of be put together and packaged in a stock appearing in a stock appearing turbo um so you wouldn't be able to diy one the way that you have with yours although i think you did i think you found a way to go after like that bang for buck if i was going to be doing if i was going to tear a turbo apart myself and work on it and i was into that I could strongly see why you went the way you went because I, I think you made a lot of good decisions there. Um, you wouldn't have the same peak power in your turbo, uh, like the one that's on there now. It's just it, nothing against Titan. I think they're a great company. I think they make a great product, uh, but it's just a smaller turbo uh, and it's not going to have the veins in the unison ring. So it's, it's, right. they're just not going to compare on the same level. There's probably only one or two guys out there who are making a similar size stock appearing charger that would be in the same ballpark for peak power. Uh, and there's nobody else who's doing the custom vein pack and unison ring so that we get that drivability out of these bigger turbos. I think that's one of the reasons um, the six liter market specifically is kind of saturated with like 63 or 64 millimeter turbo options. There's a lot of companies who offer that size charger uh, right. and they're all they're very are. similar. Uh, nothing against them. Again, these are just, facts about what's out there right um but yeah that that's kind of why nick was big on developing right. the 67 g2 in this market with what we had already learned from all of the other garrett vvts that we work on with like all the duramax and and things like that so yeah so this turbo i think would be a night and day difference from what you're driving right now it'd be louder <laughs> it should still spool up about the same if not quicker <laughs> Good and then and then yeah like i said more peak I've got I've I've measured my sound, man. It's it's ridiculous. I, I think I measured my idle when it was sweeping the veins when it went to high pitch at a, like hundred and three to hundred and five decibel at the tailpipe. So if it's if a six blade's louder than that, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. You're gonna be it, it's gonna be dangerous. But I'm still super curious, right? Um definitely would would love to get my hands on one. So uh yeah. Hoping that uh contest entry form gets to the right people and gets pulled out of the hat and I'd love to give it a try. Awesome, man. Well, I love to hear it. Guys, if you want to get involved on the contest, if you think you're the number one six-liter performance fan, jump on over to our Facebook page, uh, Diesel Performance Podcast. I just posted it on the Facebook page. I'll try to share that in the Facebook group as well, uh, fans of Diesel Performance Podcast. But either way, jump on over, click on the link, fill out the form, get entered. We are going to be picking a winner next week. Uh, so at the end of the month, May 1st, we will be pulling a winner and sending out that turbo. For today, uh, this has been Paul Wilson. Jack, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, man, it's been a blast. I really appreciate you uh, bringing me on, and, and it's been a good talk. Hopefully we do it again or, and talk about some more stuff. Awesome. Listeners, you know we're doing two episodes a week now, so check back soon. Uh, we'll be bringing you more Diesel Performance Podcast. Hi, guys. Fuck me. <laughs>